Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is February 11th in beautiful downtown Port St. Lucie, Florida. I don't know if we're in downtown, but I mean, it sounded pretty good. It sounded pretty good and it is beautiful. I mean, it's finally warm and uh, Florida is definitely a welcoming place all year round except for about three weeks. And we got by the three weeks. So, yeah. And, and it's also I, I am so happy to be out of the freezing cold. I yeah, and it's you. it's good to have you back in the studio. I mean, I I, I miss you when you're gone. I, it, it's different. the 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 vibe is different when you call in. Yeah, I I can imagine. Because I mean, it's, it's different for me too. You, you're yeah. sitting here by yourself, and I'm on a phone somewhere, and it's weird. Right, and I'm sitting here with seven animals and no Ellen. <laughs> and I've got a kitty knocking my mic over right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's get right to it. Again, we have our friend David Essel on the line. He's the author of 10 books. He's a master life coach and and teacher business relationship and addiction recovery coach, international speaker and radio TV host. From athlete to poet, he has been labeled a 21st century renaissance man. David's with us because he just put out another book, a new book, Angel on a Surfboard. And I think it came out last week, right, David? Yeah, it came out just seven days ago. Great to be with you, Ray and Ellen. Wow, welcome back. Hi, David. Thank you. Hey there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's exciting. You know, it's our first romance novel. So yeah, was, uh, yeah. You know, it it was funny because I was in the David Essel mindset when when TJ sent me the book this afternoon. I was reading it and I was in the David Essel mindset, and I'm like, well, I have to back back off and start reading this again because it's like you said, like a, like set in a romance novel type situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's different. Most of our books have come from a pretty, you know, motivational, inspirational, uh, straight-to-the-point type of, of setting, but this one is very different. Um, I actually went out to Hawaii and spent three weeks there um, to write the book a number of years ago, and then we've gone through a ton of different edits, removal, editions, uh, and then this one, as it came out uh, just seven days ago, we're very, very happy with the end result. Well, it seems almost autobiographical. Oh, does it? Now tell me why, Ellen. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, you're talking about being in Hawaii, and you have an angel who's kind of following you around, freaking you out. I haven't finished it. I have to admit, I just started reading it today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's parts of it that are autobiographical. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, the star of the book is Sandy Tavish. She's a, a writer, a, a journalist that has a huge column that he writes across the United States on love and relationships. And he went out, even though he's the expert that everyone writes into, kind of like a Dear Abby, he went out to take some time to really explore his own belief systems on love and was shocked halfway through the book as this mystery angel is guiding him. Right. 
Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it was it was funny when you were and and I was trying to because it's it's a David book. I was trying to get myself into Sandy, and all I can see is David in the Hawaiian shirt, and I, you know, so, and then and then and then the Japanese guy in the Hawaiian shirt, and then the angel in the Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, wait a minute, this is blowing my mind. I think I have to back back off and st- and go at this at a different angle. <laughs> that is so funny, you know. Uh, people that are traditionally used to my motivational books. Uh, and we've already gotten, you know, I don't know how many, 16, 17 reviews on Amazon, but people that are used to my traditional motivational books were really surprised that, you know, I would come out of the box with something that's pretty wild and crazy. And as you guys finish the book, you'll see all the different characters that Sandy runs into as he learns. And, and every every person that he meets in the book has been set up in advance by this quote-unquote angel with the purpose of getting him to understand there are six key components of a really healthy love relationship. And at the end of the book, you know, the angel and Sandy together decide that they're going to write these things down and, and share them with the world so that people can start to experience love at a deeper level. No, that, yeah, that's cool. I mean, now that you're, I mean, I think I got to, I was just into chapter five when, when Josh called us to come on the air and um, you know, it, it is, it, it holds, it's holding me. Um, but like you said, there is an underlying tone that just hasn't really come to fruition yet. Like right where I'm at in the book, like I, it's fun, like people know what you want for lunch and they know that you want the side chair in the shade and, I'm looking forward to seeing how the dinner with Mandy goes. <laughs> Lots of, um, of lovely ladies around to yeah. <laughs> catch his attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, Sandy goes back and forth between being this, you know, spiritual guru, personal growth expert to just being a guy um, and, and being, you know, chasing shiny objects. You know, there's one cute woman that walks by, then another one. I mean, he's, he's being a guy. But he also then comes back to become very grounded. And, oh, wait till you hear what happens with Mandy at dinner, Ray. Oh, well, I'm going to read on, David. Oh, I read it, but I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> you got it that far already? Yeah. Get out of here. I did. You just started reading it. I know. I read fast. Man. I, I love it. I love it. But, you know, when in our work, a number of years ago, we sat down and charted out the percentage that we believe. Now, this is just through my work of 40 years. It doesn't mean that we did a double-blind, placebo-controlled study, but 40 years is a long time to get a sort of a guesstimation of, of the way love is approached in the United States. And we say, without a shadow of a doubt, that about 80% of current relationships are unhealthy. There's when, and you know, you, so you we, when I usually come on and we talk about addiction, I mean, we talk about it in the book that people become addicted to being with someone. They're afraid to be alone. And right. when they're alone, yes. they could act out in behaviors such as overeating, drinking, smoking, because they've mm-hmm. never really learned how to be comfortable within their own skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's an addiction. I mean, you know, it's called codependency, where you can't be alone. You have to have right. people around. You know, you, you feel like you're missing out on life if you don't have that soulmate with you. And 
you know, because of all the nonsense that we've read in magazines and other romance novels, uh, because that's what this is. It's a romance novel. You know, in other novels, it's all this, you know, you meet your soulmate and, you know, he or she has blue eyes, dark hair or blonde hair or whatever you want. Right. You know, and that's how easy it is. And when you meet the right person, there's not going to be any type of upheaval ever. And in this romance novel, we take you through some really fun trips and some roller coaster type stuff. But, you know, in the, at the very end, we say, okay, now that you've gone through this, the angel says to Sandy, now that you've gone through all this, you've got to get this message out to the world. You've got to get it organized and focused and in shape so that when people read this book, they're going to be able to walk away going, wow, not only was it an exciting wild ride, but I learned the six keys. You have a better understanding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, hey, Ellen, did you get to the point where that he meets Jen the surfer yet? No, I haven't gotten that far. Okay, so we got Mandy and Jen, two of the stars oh of the book. Yeah. Sounds, okay. <laughs> sounds like it's getting a little bit... Uh, um. It sounds like it yeah. could be a TV show to me. Yeah, you know the you got you got lessons to learn. And the thing is, is you said you wrote this uh, quite a few years ago. Now, did you did you just uh, write it, walk away from it, and then go back to it, or did you write it and just slowly, progressively get it to where it is today for publication? That's a great question, Ray. Most of the time, well, whenever I write books, it's pretty much when I'm done, it's done. And I don't mess with it, and I feel comfortable, and I don't have to add or delete anything. It's kind of how I've written my other nine books. This book was right. really different. You know, I, I wrote the entire book. I let it sit for 10 years. Wow. Before, yeah, before I pulled it out of the, the cobwebs and shook it off and looked at it. and Then I made a couple additions to it. And I put it back away and then pulled it back out and added more. And so finally I got it to the place where I said, you know what, it's ready. And it's the first book, guys, that I've ever really slowed down enough to say, Man, you know what, there's still something missing here. And, and now with its release, I see that it was perfectly timed, that I, I was missing some very important information. And then when we got it all together, you know, the editors and everyone that was working with me on it said, this is it. Now you got it complete. So this and this book, you physically wrote pen to paper, correct? Where other ones you have spoken to. Uh, he's the dictation king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Ellen and Ray. So, you know, in, in the beginning, I started writing books uh, over 20 years ago. And in the beginning, I wrote all my books longhand. And mm -hmm. this was the final book I wrote longhand. This was the very last book that I wrote on tablets of paper, legal pads, filled them up. We'd give them to an assistant. She would type everything and get it all focused and organized. And, um, and, th and it's the last book that I actually did write in complete longhand. I mean, I don't know how many legal pads I filled in Hawaii. Uh, I, I was out there for three weeks, and I spent a week on three different islands. And I mention all of them in the book. Um, about where I was, and because, you know, and, and as you read it, you'll see when I'm on Oahu, which is where Waikiki Beach is, probably right. one of the yep. most famous of the, of the beaches, you know, when I was there, I write about, you know, this restaurant that I went to, 
and what happened in the restaurant. And when I was uh, on Maui, I wrote about, you know, speaking to this large convention. And so I actually was in the islands when this came to me. And the other thing that was really mystical, I mean, the, the subtitle is, is a mystical romance novel. But what was really interesting is that when I went out there, I went out there actually for business to speak. And I decided to stay three weeks because I had never been there. And it was probably the best, one of the best moves I've ever made. But I never intended to write a book. I ne- there was nothing in my brain that said, when you get to Hawaii, take three weeks and write a book. But the very first day after I spoke, I got in on a Thursday, I spoke on a Friday, and then I was done. I had a one-hour presentation, and then I was done. The very next day when I woke up, I went to the pool, and I always have legal pads with me because I do still write quite a bit, lists and different things. And I started writing. And the next thing I knew, hours had gone by. I was totally in flow. And I'm looking at this legal pad, and I don't know if I had 30, 40 pages of of writing and didn't even know what was going on. And as I started to review it, and I think you guys probably both read you know, where I went up to the hotel room and I would call a friend and say, hey, right. you know, this, this angel guy is freaking me out. You know, I called my brother and I wrote all, and all this stuff was in the in the book. Um, and as I came back down, I remember on the second day sitting at the pool and going, you know, this could be a book for gosh sake. And And then I just kept writing. And on the flight home, which you'll read about at the end of the book, you know, I was blown away at how going out to speak at a conference with no intention of writing a romance novel led me flying back to Florida going, oh my Lord, it's completed. Now, I didn't know I was going to put it away for 10 years uh, and let it go, you know, but it was uh, the best thing I could have done. Very bad. That's almost that's almost like uh, the perfect commercial for Hawaii, what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it sounds even better than Florida, actually. Yeah. I know, well, I know. I I, sh- I should contact the Bureau of uh, of Visitors and whatever it is out there, and and get them to sponsor the book. Oh yeah, get them to promote it. I want to sure. uh, get this in there before we go to our first break. Uh, TJ sent me a, an email. You know, it says you know copies are available now, and the audio book will be available next week. Yeah, the audio should be. I think on Monday, next Monday, it should be available. So we did the audible. Did you read it? I read it. Amen. Nice. Oh, good. Nice. I like that's, that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, nice. I listened yeah. to Focus on Audible, and I, it was good that it was your yeah. voice. Yeah, you know, because I, I have, you know, I drive a lot up and down the highway, so I have the Audible app, and I plug it into my phone, and I've listened to, uh, like, the Greg Allman book, and it wasn't him, but the voice was close to him, so I was okay with it. Um, and then I started listening to another book who was the, it was the, the, the voice did not fit the individual who wrote the book. And I had to stop because my mind was fighting that it wasn't them speaking it. Yeah, me too. I really, I'm really, really happy that you, yeah, you, uh, read your own books, David. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Ellen, you know, the, the book you mentioned on audible of ours, focus, slay your goals. That was like a five and a half hour uh, 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 recording. It took me five and a half hours to record the audible for our book, Focus, Slay Your Goals. Angel on a surfboard, because it is shorter, it only took, I think it's an hour and 45 minutes or two hours maybe 
Um, I think it's but how long, long. how long did it take you physically to do it? I mean, the book itself is an hour and a half long. How long did it take you to do it? Like, yeah, how long did you it have take, to stop and rest? Uh, and- like, you know, like when you're writing is one style. When you're reading back what you wrote, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of time put into that to make sure that it sounds the way you want it to sound. How, how long is that? Well, the Angel on the Surfboard, the, the newest book, the mystical novel, uh, a mystical romance novel, it's, I, I just looked it up, it's two hours in length and audio, um, and actually, you know, the, but I, remember guys, for 40 years I've been a professional speaker, so what I'm going to say next um, would shock some people, but not if you've been doing this for this long. I mean, it's a two-hour audio book, Angel on the Surfboard, and it took me two hours to record it. So you just read it, pretty much read it just as, went, as you went, yeah. yeah. You don't ever now, mess up and go back or something? No, not once. And, um, and it's in, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, yeah, it was really fun. Um, the, the only, the biggest difference between doing the audible version of Angel on a Surfboard, the romance novel, versus the book before that, Focus, Slay Your Goals, was that with Angel on a Surfboard, there was a lot of inflection because there's a lot of passion and energy and humor and sexy stuff. Um, and so it flows a little easier. Yeah. Well, it's actually a little bit more work, right? Because, you know, you're, you're trying to get into the head of what would, what would Mandy's energy be? Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like acting. Yeah. Very much, very much. Now, Angel, or or, um, I'm sorry, focus, lay your goals is five hours long. Um, it took us, shoot, maybe six hours to do that because I took a bunch of breaks. But there was no going back with that one either. Um, that was just, you know, when, when, when you spend as much time as most writers do writing a book, you know the story very well. So going to read it is just joyful. It really is. Um, and right. focus was a joy because I really didn't have to do too much inflections of different people's voices at all. It was just straightforward. But when I read uh, in the book Focus, when I read stories like about Ray Higdon, who went from basically homeless to multimillionaire, or, right. or Evelyn Keeling that lost 240 pounds, you know, I got into it and said 240 pounds. Um, but there wasn't a lot of that in the book Focus, as Ellen probably could tell us since she's listened to it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to listen to it now. Yeah, I, I just listened to it, it was, recently. I didn't even know that it was out there. I'm going to – now, are these the only two that you have done? You know something? Even be, before we go to break, we have – I just got a cue that it was – we've got about a minute. Why don't you share with the audience how people can get your readable books, your audio books, everything that you're connected with so people can learn a little bit more about you if they haven't already? Yeah, Ray, Alan, it's really easy. Our website is simpletalkdavid.com, T-A-L-K, David, talkdavid.com. And they can go there and they can then they can take a look at the book focus. All of our books are there. Um, it'll say the audible version. And they can take a look at the brand new book, Angel, and click on that. Now, just remember the audible for Angel won't be out for seven more days. But the Kindle version of Angel and the soft cover of Angel is available right now via talkdavid.com. Nice. Yeah. So 
Now I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, oh, the uh, the Audible books versus the uh, the print. You know, um, yeah. for me, I mean, well, you know, we've had many conversations. For me, um, audio seems to work a lot better than like if I was to read a book. If I was to read any book, you you know, pick a book that has an audio version and a readable version. If I read the readable version and took a test. I would do so much greater with with the audio. I'm I'm more um, maybe noise stimulated at that point, and um, you know I think there's a lot of people like I see. I you know you go into Cracker Barrel and all of those restaurants, and you see books that people can take off the shelf and bring it to another one as they're traveling. And I think there are a lot more people out there listening to books and learning on the highways and byways of, of this, you know, beautiful nation that we live in than there are sitting at home reading a hardcover book. I I do both. I do both. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really prefer to read it, but you know, when I'm in the car for hours, hey, I'll listen to David. Right. Well, you know, we need to go to a break. We we, we need to go to a break right now. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment with David Essel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back with Ellen in the studio this week. <laughs> and we have... <laughs> The most dynamic author I have ever spoken to, David Essel on the line. Ray, Alan, always great to be back with you guys. It's good to have you. You know, yeah. we were talking we were talking uh, off the air a little bit about, you know, the book process of how how you get how you get a a book out to the public. And while after after we were coming back, I thought, you know, it's one way to do it through Barnes and Noble, how do publishers get books into libraries? Because that's something completely different than marketing your book out to the public. That's that's uh, you know like a kind of like a completely different service, isn't it? Yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, interesting that you brought that up, Ray, because the library system a number of years ago used to be very easy to get into. Uh, all you had to do was have your publisher or a publicist contact major libraries, and they would order sometimes 10 to 15 of a single book, but that's even changed over the years. Right. Oh, you know, libraries, for someone like myself, you know, Stephen King, different story. David Essel, a library would easily take two copies. But just like with Barnes & Noble, you can get your, put your stuff put on a shelf, but they're not going to keep track of it. So once those two are, are stolen from a library or once the two are uh, purchased off of a Barnes & Noble shelf, uh, then there's no one there to, because we're, you know, we're lower down on, this, on the, the, the totem pole than right. Stephen, obviously, you know, they're not going to really pay much attention. So what I tell people that I, I helped write their first book or their fifth book, I tell them, focus on the Internet sales. Focus on Amazon. Focus on this. You know, what I'm doing with you and Ellen, you know, mm-hmm. get out there. We, we write, well, the goal that we have is uh, for our books, to help our books, is to write five to six articles a week that my publicist, TJ, takes out and sends all, you know, all over the place. Uh, Huffington Post right. and all these different blogs that we get picked up constantly. And we just keep driving people to Amazon because Amazon is so efficient you know, not only do they have every title in the world, but you'll get it in a day and a half, for gosh sake. Right, you know, exactly. And if you go to Barnes & Noble, it may take a day and a half or even maybe even a little longer because that's the route that they're going to go. 
Yeah. Well, well what, it, everybody's going electronic anyway. Even libraries, you yeah. can check the books out now. Yeah, but like if I call if I called a library, if I was trying to be a little crafty and get David Essel's book in a library, and I say, do you have? David Essel's book, Slow Down, The Fastest Way to Get Everything You Want. And they said, no, we do not. I could ask them to order it to put it on their shelf, correct? Absolutely. And most libraries will. Um, The only time I've heard a library push back and not do it is if they can't find it either at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. So so then it's not popular enough to to be worth messing with. Although... I thought libraries were supposed to have the unusual and yeah, that's the yeah. I mean, that's the difference between I thought of a library and a regular bookstore. A regular bookstore is going to sell, you know, bestsellers until they hit the dust column in the back, and then when they're gone, they're gone. Where a library, I thought that that was like say the the archive of of authors. Yeah. I'd- it used to be. I don't know. It used, yeah, I, I guess. I guess in the world that we live in, I mean, you know, like you know, David's explaining to to opt for Amazon versus looking at, at uh, you know a uh, uh, box bookstore to, to to get them, and and it does make sense. I mean, in the world that we live in, we all walk around with a little computer in our pockets, and we can get on Amazon when a, the click of a finger. Well, yeah, I so was actually on Amazon sense. over the break and I saw there were actually 16 five-star reviews now, of they, Angel yeah. on a Surfboard. Now, do they actually do they actually send you uh, like weekly updates of how many you sold, monthly updates of of what the the tracking process is or is it like well, for this show every single Monday I get tracking of how many people were listening in how many different countries? And, you know, it's it's pretty interesting to see where people are listening from. So I'm sure it's probably pretty interesting to look and say, whoa, somebody bought one of my books in Zimbabwe. <laughs> well, we, we can't get it that fine-tuned, but we can get, the, every month, we can get number of audiobooks sold, uh, e-books sold, and soft cover, yes. We, we okay. get that data, but we don't get what country or anything like that. Although, if um, when I look at my bank statement at the end of every month that has deposits from Amazon, and there will be some that will say like 480.36, and you're going, oh, my God, this country I just sold $480.36 to. And then you find out that's in rupees. And it's in <laughs> India. <laughs> okay. Which, which means we made a dollar ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They don't they don't translate it. They just give it to you the way that it is. But yeah, that's that's you know, I mean I I guess that's all part of uh Growing into, I mean, like everything else, I mean, you know, we've talked on the show about, you know, alcoholism and addiction and where the mindset of people in recovery today are from when we got when we got clean and sober. And, you know, I guess it has the same effect on somebody who is marketing something to the public. You have to morph with with the times. And I, and I guess this is the way to go with a book today. It is um, something that, you, you know, Alan was talking about the audible version earlier. The audible versions now are selling at rates much higher than we've ever seen in the past compared to soft cover and Kindle. If 
if you guys remember when Kindle came out, it was yes. the rage, and it still is huge. We, we sell a ton of Kindle versions, but the audio versions are starting to take over both Kindle and softcover sales, which is amazing and exciting. Everybody has everybody has headphones in their ears now, and you know, and 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 sadly, you know, when I because this is a say a, a, you know an addiction and recovery radio show, that's a good way to be able to shut out the noise and shut out everything around you. Throw a, throw your headphones on and listen to an audio book. It's you know it makes it very uh, private when you're wearing yeah. a headset, mm-hmm. and you, yeah. you know. It makes you feel much more connected to the author. And as you guys said, and I agree, when I listen to an Audible, if the author is reading it, I am usually so much more excited about it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because they're more excited. Now, every once in a while, I think you mentioned it, Ray, you know, you'll get someone voicing, and it could be the author itself that just doesn't have either the experience or, or whatever it might be on how to read a book. You know, when, when I went into the studio to uh, record Focus, Slay Your Goals, uh, the woman who runs the studio, she's done, God, I don't know, she's voiced herself like 80 books. Uh, authors coming in and saying, hey, we want you to voice our book. Um, I said to her, hey, you know what I'll do? Her name was Sheila. I said, Sheila, listen, guide me. You know, I know I've been speaking for 40 years and everything, but guide me if you need to. And and But once that mic came on, it was so natural for me. I think I went two hours without even taking a, a sip of water. Um, oh, wow. And then at the, end of, at the end of it, she walks over to me and goes, uh, you'll, you'll be fine. Started laughing yeah. and walked away. <laughs> now, where did, you, where did you go to do that? You didn't do it in Florida. Yeah, I, I actually hear something wild, guys. So I'm doing a radio interview here in Fort Myers, Florida, and, um, and TJ says to me, hey, do you know Sheila? She hosts this radio show in Fort Myers. And I said, sure. He goes, well, you're going to be on her show next week, and she wants to talk to you about something else as well. And I said, fine. So I'm on the rate, local radio show in Fort Myers, Florida, talking with Sheila, and she said to me, how come you have no audibles? Huh. And I said, you know what, Sheila? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I looked into it three years ago to start recording audibles and it was too confusing for me and I couldn't find anyone that I trusted that wouldn't charge me $10,000 to teach me how to do it because there right. some, there's, a, there's a lot of technicality to it. You know, uh, it has to be a certain quality. I mean, my Lord, they will kick out any audible book that isn't excellent. It's gotta be freaking excellent. And so, you know, they did, she did all the edits um, and the edits. I, I don't know if you guys know much about the whole concept of recording audio, but there are all these bars and measures that you can see on the computer. And mm-hmm. let's just yes. make it really easy, right? There's a red zone. And if your voice goes into the red zone, then that means it's way too high calibrated and it's right. not going to come out good, right? So they went through the whole recording and modified it so that my voice never went into the red zone. And you know, just to just to just to share with you, I don't want to cut you off, but just to share with yeah. you, we did we did a show for quite a while that was canned. It was in it was in Las Vegas on the Strip. It was uh, KDWN was the uh, was the call sign, and we would do the show, 
and we would send it to a producer and a producer would do all of that stuff to it. He would get us out of the red and he would make it, he would package it with the commercials and make it all sound, you know, put all little bells and whistles in it and send it off. And I would relist, I would have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning on Friday or Saturday evening because we were alive, quote unquote, um, on the strip at midnight and I would sit there on my phone waiting for someone to call in. If they called in, I, I we needed to make sure that we were available. Oh so that, you know, yeah. And, but you know, something I, I get what you're talking about, about, you know, audio and audible and all of that stuff. It, it's definitely a science in itself. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And you were saying earlier, Ray, that if you were to read a book or listen to a book that you might remember more if you listened, did you say? Yeah. That, right? Yes, I did. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there's, and, and that's natural. There are all different types of learning styles. Some are audio based. In other words, a human being can pick up things by listening to directions. And then there are other people that are, are kinesthetically based, which means that they have to either hold the book or they have to be having someone standing next to them, teaching them how to use a fly fishing right. pole. Mm-hmm. Like, right. So you're either an audio learner or a kinesthetic learner is pretty much the basic two. So you would fall into that category of an audio learner. And, and for you, the, the audio books are going to be phenomenal. And then for someone else, they may love the audio, but they might have to listen to it two or three times to recover the information that you might recover on your first listen through because it's not their normal learning style. Right. And I have to do that with, I have to do that with reading. If I read, I don't always um, grasp what is said or what is on, what is on the page. And I have to, I read a paragraph and I go, all right. And I have to start back over again. And that's why, like when I was saying jokingly, when I was starting to read and my mindset was David and and it was something other than your common writing, I was, I wasn't grasping, grasping what was coming in. And if I was listening to it, it automatically would have clicked and it would have made sense immediately. Right on. Exactly. And see, I'm just the opposite. I have to see it on the page. Just listening to it is okay. But, you know, I'll hear something, and I, you know, I'm driving, and I'll think, oh, gosh, you know, I, I really need to go back and underline I that. I attention. Or, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I, was I need to that. write it down. Yeah. I, so I'm a, I'm a very much a visual learner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, everyone is predominantly one or the other. I, some people will enjoy both, but they'll recall more. In one right. manner or the other. Right, right. No. Yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, I guess that's why when we were children learning the alphabet and learning history and everything like that, it was spoken to us and it was also right on the page, you know, and in our in Because right, you were the itself. squiggly kid that didn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one yeah. sitting in the front of the room being quiet and listening <laughs> and reading. <laughs> oh, that's great. I was the squiggly kid. You were the squiggly kid. You know you were. <laughs> I know. I have to raise my hand for that one. So before we really get into anything more in depth, I want to get back into the book, but we really have two minutes before we get to break, so I don't want to start talking about something and, and, and get cut off. So maybe what we might do is, if the engineer is okay with it, we might go to break a little bit early, and that'll give us a couple more minutes on the backside. 
So sure. if you want to, if you want to call in and ask David about his book or his books or how again you can get in touch with him, he's a, he's a dynamite personality. I, I speak to him at least once a week. It is uh, dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two. 5792. We'll be back in a moment with more David Essel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you stopped to think seriously about hypnosis? Hypnosis can set you on your way to better health, can free you from anxiety, phobias, and so much more. Join host Inez Simpson for Hypnosis Everywhere, Inez Simpson and the Simpson Protocol. This show is for anyone from the experienced hypnotist practitioner to the merely curious. Inez Simpson offers tools and insights from the whole world of hypnosis with guests and open discussions. Hypnosis Everywhere, the Simpson Protocol, airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back with author David Essel. We are speaking about... Many things that he has delved into over the past few years, but one of the most important that we're talking about tonight is his brand new book, Angel on a Surfboard. And, you know, we were talking 
sometimes some of the better conversations we yeah, have, no, we have air, you know during the breaks um, yeah and, and i'm in my mind i'm like shut up shut up shut up we're gonna have to bring that back <laughs> up on the air. you know and one of the things we spoke about was the angel was wearing beads along with sandy and then i asked you because because you wear some on your wrist what do they represent and where did you get them yeah, the, the beads are, they're called a mala, M-A-L-A. There's 108 beads on the strand that an average Buddhist person, this is where I picked up this practice from, was in my mm-hmm. study with Buddhists. Um, and, and Lama Surya Das, who's a friend of mine, he's, he's the highest ranking American Buddhist Lama. Lama simply means high priest. Uh, he's the, the highest ranking American Buddhist Lama in the world, and when I interviewed him, God, back in 1990 or something like that, uh, he was talking about being grounded with his prayer beads or mala. And I said to him, you know, that reminds me a lot. I grew up Roman Catholic. It reminds me a lot about a rosary. And he said, it's identical. It's the same, same principle. You know, on a rosary, there's beads that you pray. Okay, yeah, yeah, prayer. yep, yep. Hail Mary, the Our Father. Well, with the, the Buddhist ma, uh, mala beads that we wear, we also can say prayers. And it could be um, a mantra as a prayer. One of the most famous mantras is Om Mani Padma Hum. And, um, and that, that just says that I respect the jewel and the lotus. I respect the God within. I respect the spirit within. And so we might take 108 beads and go around the looping prayer bead mala and repeat that one prayer the whole time. Oh, okay. Okay. So it is a lot like a rosary then. Yeah. Very much so, Alan. Yes. It's identical as a matter of fact. So and speaking speaking of mantras, I don't want to I don't want to jump onto something else, but it just made me made me think, what was that saying that was in the book? Oh just as it, Hamsa. Okay, yes. I didn't. I, I just wanted to know how to say it properly. <laughs> Me Hamsa too. Hamsa yeah. Samha. Yeah, Hamsa Soham. Soham. Okay. Yeah, and that almost Hamsa, sounds like Yiddish. Yeah, it's it's actually Hindu. Um, Hamsa it, it means I am that is what it stands for. So mm-hmm. in the Hindu religion, they will use that phrase as a way to stay connected to the divine. Um, you, you know how, like, in the Bible it says we are made in God's image? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so in Hinduism, they say the same thing. Hamsa, I am that. I am made in the image of the divine. Mm. And so nice. that was Sandy Tavish, the star of the book, Angel on the Surfboard. And that was what he would continue to repeat this mantra when he wanted to calm himself down, be filled with gratitude, be centered. And the very first time he ran into this mystical angel, by the way, the angel is a 70-year-old retired surfer, which you'll read about his surfing skills as you go through the book. But Sandy, the very first time he ran into the angel, he's on the beach. He just came from the pool. He's sitting in the sand, and he's going through his mantras, Hamsa, Soham, and all these pretty girls are walking by in bikinis, and he's like losing his concentration and laughing about (laughs) how how he's trying to be the spiritual guy, but he's just as human and filled with testosterone as any other guy. And yeah, he's right. laughing to himself. And then all of a sudden, this 70-year-old guy comes up to him who has a mala on prayer beads, just like 
Sandy's, and he says, hey, great lecture. And Sandy looks at him and says, I don't remember you being there. And he goes, I wasn't, but you did a great job. Welcome to my island. So glad that you're taking time for that life balance that you always talk about. And Sandy's looking at him going, I've never seen this guy. I don't know who the heck he is. And then as he leaves, the angel says, well, anyway, welcome to the island. And let's take a deeper look at that book that's percolating inside you. What was that? Then, what was that saying again? Let's take a look at that. Oh wait, no, no, the, the, no, no. That 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 spiritual saying. They're both one oh, and the same. Hamsa. The the angel oh. and Sandy are both one and the same. That's the angel is Sandy, twenty years down the road. <laughs> Ray's trying to make you give it up, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellis is trying to come up with the ending to my book. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so now I can write a different one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, or maybe that was a cartoon I saw one day. I'm not sure, but <laughs> but, but, but no, you know something. It's it's very interesting yeah. to read your writings. You know, they're very very uh, when you're doing a self help, self love type book, uh, like mm-hmm. Slow Down. Um, mm-hmm. It. Books like that usually don't hold my attention, but for some reason, the way that you write them, and maybe it's because I've had conversations with you that that probably helps to keep me engaged, but there's nothing that, that I've read that you have written or spoke that hasn't really grabbed my attention and held me to the end. So I'm I'm looking forward to get getting through the next few chapters of this. I mean, Ellen stopped read started reading it like four hours after me, and she's already passed me. But <laughs> I told you okay. I like to read. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but I mean, so that's things, so, so that's a tribute. You know, you know what? what I used to what I used to I used to like to read and and wouldn't put down. I'd pick it up and and wouldn't put it down until it was done. Was the Hardy Boys, and oh, your yeah. books are almost almost the same. <laughs> They have me the same way. Like I, I was reading while we were talking, I was reading, trying to figure out what's going on in the book. So my mindset right now is I got to get David off the air and close the show so I can finish this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and Ellen, don't give him any hints. Make him read it himself. Oh, I will. I will. I'm not telling him anything. She's, she's my audible. Yeah, that's your yeah, but I, I, I just, I, I don't know that I could read a David book quite as well as David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, one of the things when, when we, when you guys do get to the end that you'll find that we, that, and this is something that we added um, probably about eight months ago before we went into the edit process and everything, is that people will find the six major keys. Um, that will create that if you follow these six keys, you will have the opportunity to create a love relationship deeper and more real and honest than you possibly ever have had in your life. And, you know, one of them that we talk about is that love never leaves. It simply changes form. And yes, you say that, that early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real powerful thing for people to understand when they're in the middle of heartbreak when they've right. just been done, when they just went through a divorce, when they've just been cheated on, is that most of us take it so personally that we become very fatalistic. You know, mm. all guys are jerks, all women are jerks, 
you know, it's not even worth doing this love stuff anymore. And if we hit that phase, I think it's best to not date and, and not be in relationships as we work through our anger, resentment at a former lover. But it's really important to understand, and I just wrote an article today explaining this, that love never leaves, it simply changes form, that people, when they are really looking at maximizing their potential in life and a relationship ends, there are all different ways that love continues to thrive. And we might find that at the end of a relationship that we have more time to put into our community volunteering, and all of a sudden, we fall in love working with disabled children. Mm -hmm. Or we might find at the end of a relationship that we get a pet. And for the first time in 15 or 20 or 30 years, we felt unconditional love coming from a pet that we never got a relationship. You know, so, I mean, the the message is the book Angel on the Surfboard is filled with hope. And love never leaves. It simply changes form. It's so crucial because that love that you lost in that relationship could obviously easily be replaced by another person, but it also might be replaced by self-love. Right. You know, we, we stop our addictions and we stop our dependencies and we start to really take care of ourselves. So, you know, the, the book, and at the end, I won't go in and, and tell you too many of the six keys, but at the end of the book, when the angel sits down with Sandy and says, my boy, look at what you've gone through. Let's organize this and put it in ways that people can follow it and understand it easily. Everything comes together, and Sandy comes up with the six keys to forever lasting love. And I think your listeners, Ray and Ellen, will get a lot out of this. And it doesn't mean they have to jump into another relationship because once love leaves, all it does is change form. And that's important right. to remember. All right. Well, we, we, we have like 30 seconds left. So why don't you share real quick how people can get in touch with you again? And um, then we're just going to have to say goodnight. Yeah. Awesome. So to grab a copy of the book, Angel on the Surfboard, or any of the other books that I've been on Ray and Ellen's show talking about, just go to talkdavid.com, A-L-K-David.com. And you can check out all the books. And don't forget, you can also sign up for our free Daily video subscription. Exactly. Daily video boost. Ray and Ellen get up at 401 every morning. To <laughs> and with that, Ellen? With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you, David. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.